0: Chapter 13 of the Book of Bamidbar, and chapter 14, is the episode of the Miraglim, as they're called. Sometimes they're called the spies. But actually, a careful reading of chapter 13 and 14 strongly suggests that these people are not actually spies at all. Let's begin with the beginning of chapter 13. Chapter 13 begins, Hashem God spoke to Moshe, saying, Send men to scout the land of Canaan, the Hebrew is latur, the land that I will give to the children of Israel. So in this chapter, we have God instructing Moshe to send people, often translated as to scout, survey or scout. And then it says, take one person from each tribe, call Nasib Baham, each one, a chieftain among them. So immediately two things strike us. First of all, it would be very strange to choose spies from people who are typically the chieftains. I mean, the spy typically is someone who is not known, whose identity is concealed. For example, in the book of Yoshua, when Joshua sends spies in to Jericho, to see what's happening there, how do the people feel about us, etc., there is two anonymous people. No names are given. But over here, they're singled out by name. Secondly, the word for spying is the word loragel. In the book of Devarim, where the story is retold, but it's quite different, there we have also the word lachpar, which means to dig. We have an expression in English, to dig up dirt. So to dig, to spy, those are the words you would expect if what was talking if what we were talking about here is a spy story, but Latour tour is a very different word. It's more similar to the English to tour. So it doesn't seem that the primary objective here is information that spies would bring. Then maybe an additional piece of it, but the primary purpose seems to be to bring back a report about the land. In the story as it unfolds in chapter 13, Moshe gives instructions to these people. See if the land is good, the land is bad. How do the people live there? In fortified cities or not? Is the land Shmei im Imraza? See what kind of land it is. Is it a, uh, is is the soil rich or is the soil poor? Hayesh ba'eit semayin. Is it a wooded land or not? And then Moshe instructed them in verse number 20, take pains to bring back some of the fruit of the land. And at that time when he sent these scouts was the season of the grapes, summertime. All of this doesn't point towards a spy mission. So what it does appear to be is more, I would say, a promotional or a public relations mission. In point of fact, when we read the previous chapters, especially chapter 11 and chapter 12 as well, we detect in chapter 11 a uh, concern on the part of the people of uh, moving forward. The people talk in chapter 11, for example, about the food they used to have in, in, in Egypt. So, we got it for nothing. Remember the fish and the cucumbers and the watermelons and the onions and the garlic seems to be a longing for Egypt and a concern about moving forward. The word over there in chapter 11, we got it for nothing and Rashi is bothered by that. What do you mean for nothing? They were slaves in Egypt. So Rashi says, we were free from obligation, free from commandments. There's a security in not being free. There's the insecurity of freedom. And when you possess your own land, you're responsible for your own society. So Rashi understands that the complaint in chapter 11 was a concern, a fear of moving forward, of possessing your own space, your own land, which comes with responsibility. So perhaps in response to that, God says to Moshe, okay, you know something, let's send a delegation of people that are well-known, let them go into the land let them bring back the fruit of the land, and it's the time of the grape season, the harvest of the grapes. Let bring back show the people what's in the land, and this will encourage them to move forward. So in a certain sense, one can read God's instruction as a kind of command in response to what the people are feeling, what the people have expressed in the previous two chapters. In this respect, it's very interesting that, as I mentioned earlier, the book of Devarim, chapter 1, tells a similar episode, but there in chapter 1, it's very much a spy. It's a spy episode, to go into the land, to spy out the land, as is often done prior to combat. We have this in the book of Yoshua more than once, uh, where Joshua sends in spies. We even have it later in the Torah that Moshe sent spies in the Luragel at Yazer to spy out a place called Yazer later on in the book of Bamidbar. So that's not unusual. And in the beginning of Devarim, it's represented as a spy mission. And uh, in the book of Devarim, one of the other interesting distinctions between the two stories is that in Sefer Dvarim in chapter 1, as Moshe describes it when he retells the history, He says, You all together came to me. You came to me, the people. In the book of Devarim, in chapter 1, the initiative to send spies is the people's initiative. You, all of you, Moshe says, In chapter 1, verse number 22, In chapter 1, verse number 22, they will reconnoiter. As I mentioned before, l'achpar means to dig up. So, there it's different. There, actually, the initial demand, the demand is made by the people. Rashi, of course, and the medievals always try to reconcile the two stories, which are not simple to reconcile. But I would suggest that over here, In the Bamidbar, in our book, it's it's God's instruction, but God's instruction in response to the people. Because God understands that the people are, are concerned. An interesting distinction between the two stories, the spy episode of our chapter and the spy episode of later, is that in the spy episode of our chapter, despise themselves. I call them spies. They're not spies, but they begin to speak against the land. The land eats up its inhabitants. It's coming out of a sense of fear, and that people there are giants, so we're just grasshoppers, and they see us as grasshoppers. And in our story, the ten of these scouts who bring back the bad report, they are they are punished. God punishes them, and, and, and they die. Whereas in the book of Devarim, actually, it says nothing of the sort. All it says is that the spies, in that instance, came back and said, the land is good. There's no evidence whatsoever that they said anything bad. Not, no evidence in that recounting of it in chapter 1 of Dvarim that these uh, spies said anything bad. How do we account for this difference? I don't mean how we can reconcile the differences, but what is the difference between these two accounts? And it strikes me the following, that in the book of Dvarim, Hopefully we'll study it together someday. In the book of Devarim, Moshe is reviewing the history and pointing out the mistakes that the people made in the past. And he wants them to take responsibility for their mistakes. He doesn't want an out. He doesn't want them to be able to say, what do you want from us? Our leaders told us such and such. But in the book of Bamidbar, that's a different story. The book of Bamidbar presents a much more nuanced story. From one perspective, yes, the people have murmured; the people are complaining, but it's not just the people. The scouts who went into the land and brought back their report and then twisted it to say, but really, we can't do it. And it wasn't their place to say, we can't do it. It was their place just to give it a kind of objective report. So the Torah is saying that if we want to blame anyone in the book of Bamidbar for the failure of this generation to possess the land. The blame has to be placed at the feet not only of the people, but also at the feet of their leadership. And this makes it possible in the book of Bamidbar to find a way to move forward, which, of course, is Moshe's task in the next chapter, in chapter 14, to try to find a way to allow those people who have rejected the land and therefore rejected God's instruction, but to find a way still for the people, if not this generation, the next generation, to move forward.